Yo. Hey. Can you hear me? You listening to Hashtag W-A-W. What a week. What a week. Eitan, Eitan, Eitan. It's a week after month end, so we figured we'd have some people on to talk about spending. As in the energy you spend on what politicians do and what they want you to feel. The effort you might need to spend on some young romantic interest who also likes shiny things. And also the money you actually do spend when your kids want something sugary. Interested? Stick around. Welcome back to Wow, What a Week. This is Wow! What a Week. What a Week. You can't make this shit up. Initially, we wanted the next guest on because he's always been an entertaining comedian. Then we discovered he's also become quite the culinary star too. I mean, this is the guy who has a recipe for bacon jam. It might not get him invited to Riyadh Musa's house, but we're definitely glad he's going to come around to ours. Please give a warm welcome to comedian and culinary dude, Chris Forrest. Hello, hi. What's good, up, brother man? Good to be here. Good to see you. Chris, it's been a while, dude. It's been a long time, yes. In fact, it's been a while since I've seen you, but it's also been a while of you doing this. It's, yes, a long time. Also, because uh, we haven't seen each other because we used to see each other in the gym. Oh, yeah. And a, a brief look at me, you can see I haven't been there much lately. <laughs> and I've been there, and the moral of the story is, whether you go to gym or not, you still look the same. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. But uh, So yes. you're, you're winning this one. Dude, you were doing comedy when Joe Berg still had places like the Randberg Waterfront. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've become my dad. I still call it the Waterfront. Same yeah. It's got like four different names since then, and it's changed. It doesn't even have water anymore. But it's still the Waterfront to me. I'm still that guy. If I'm telling you where to drive, I tell you, you'll pass the Waterfront on the left, and then people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? What waterfront? The Waterfront? <laughs> yeah, the Waterfront, you know. Where the... Oh, there's no water. Ah. <laughs> Looking back at uh, your past 25 years of comedy or so. Almost almost to the day, by the way. My comedy birthday was three days ago, 25 years. For real? Mm-hmm. What would you do differently looking back at the past 25 years? You know, it's it's easy to say. Yeah. I uh, At one point, I was considering going to, to live in the overseas for a while um, and work there. And then uh, I decided not to because I, I met a young lady and my life was very comfortable and I was lazy. Yeah. So um, I thought about it and that's possibly something I would have done to see if I could hack it in, in uh, internationally because I used to work a lot in London from time to time. Yes, 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 yes. But they said to me, if you really want to make it, you've got to live here. You can't just come every couple you, of months. And you, have, do you have to commit. You have to literally uh, get out of your comfort yeah. zone. But I think if I had done that, my life would have turned out very differently. I wouldn't have had the kids. I wouldn't have, you know, done what I've done. And I'm, I'm very happy with where I've ended up. Tell us about this young lady that led to fatherhood and a show. So uh, it's interesting that she was a reviewer. They're yeah. the enemy. She was reviewing a show. Uh, it was the Freshest Five comedy competition. Nothing to do with you, sadly. They, uh, yeah. they just sort of stole your name. And um, she was the reviewer for the media partner. And then um, she gave me a cracking review, and she also liked my comedy. And uh, a year later, we ended up together, and then we got married. Tell us about this cracking review. <laughs> Actually, I don't think she gave me a good review right away. She liked the comedy. I won the competition, just as a side note. Oh, shit. So you slept with her and you won. I didn't sleep with her then. It took me a long time to get that right. But um, no. So uh, she only gave me a good review on that side later on. 
Yeah. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah. If your kids were to review your fathering style, that would sound amazing. Compared to you reviewing your dad's style, what what, what would you say is different? I think we have a very different life. My my daughters, I've got two daughters. Uh, everybody says, "Ah, you must have been bad," and I was like, "No, I was terrible." Uh, not as in as in I didn't. Uh, I wasn't a ladies' man at all. Surprisingly, <laughs> I know. Uh, but but my daughters, I think my dad was the old traditional dad. So yeah. he like left for work in the morning and he came back in the evening and he was exhausted and stuff. Whereas I, my kids are both daddy's girls. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I make sure I spend time with them every day. We hang out, we play. So mm-hmm. we're we're quite close. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Often we assume the white comedians are from Cape Town for some reason. <laughs> you know, that is a very weird assumption. You know, for some reason it's it's always oh white comedian he must be from Cape Town, but you know big Cape Town story right now is the the taxi strike. The taxi strike. Um, because the taxis are saying uh, why is the city of Cape Town. Why are you impounding our vehicles? What's up with Cape Town trying to enforce law and order? Like, stop that. Like, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. I got, a, I got a fine in Cape Town. This is true. I got a fine. I was, um, I was in Fishhook. I was doing a, a run at the theater there. Yeah. And then you know when you park, but you park properly, but you're supposed to park if, if you parked on the left-hand side. It of the must road. be facing. So I was facing the other way. Oh, shit. And the reason I parked there was I'd forgotten my wallet. Oh, yes. And I didn't want to get caught without my license because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Especially when I'm walking. <laughs> so, so I quickly parked the car yeah. and I ran in to the place where I was staying. Oh, you went back in to get the license. Yeah. yeah. And I literally left the car there for like three minutes. Yeah. And by the time I came out, there was two Metro cops. I don't know where they came from or how they knew, but yeah. they came there. And they're busy writing me a ticket. Now, I'm like, how, firstly, how quick are you? Secondly, is that really a ticket to the fence? Yeah. And then when I spoke to them, I didn't even realize I had my wallet in my hand. Now. Sure. And I'm going, hey, guys, can't we make a plan here? Can't we talk about this? <laughs> Another ticket try, uh, attempting to... <laughs> then the guy's looking at me going, really? You're in Cape Town now. Oh. Um, but then, yeah, so so I still got the ticket. Um, I don't. I didn't pay it, but... Because I'm, I'm with the taxi people here. Let me tell you why I'm with the taxi people here. Because the taxi people are arguing this. If my vehicle is not roadworthy, by all means, impound my vehicle. But if you're going to impound my vehicle because my driver drove cuck, why don't you arrest my driver and give me my business back? Because now you're impounding my business. Yeah. Like, if you are driving my truck and you drive cuck, we must throw you in jail, but let me have my truck back so I can deliver the goods, surely. Yeah, but the, then who, because I'm on the fence here, Yeah, I kind of swing one way or the other. You love the chafing feeling. Oh, uh, yes. 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 Um, like, how do we stop, firstly, because we all moan about taxi drivers. Yeah. That's, a, that's one thing all South Africans can unite on, except for taxi drivers. Do we have a taxi driver problem or do we have a bad driver problem, period? Because that's another argument that... Is it fair that whatever bylaws or laws you're enforcing are targeting specific group of people so, versus if we're impounding every possible vehicle in that hour, yeah, that's transgressing. It's a different story. But if you're targeting taxi owners or taxi drivers, that's... You see that the differentiation comes. Yes. <laughs> Your Honor, um, where the taxi driver is responsible for, in theory, up to 15 lives. Yeah. Whereas I'm just responsible for my own. But you could take 15 lives yourself. I know, especially because I've got a Nissan 
Jeez, no brand names. I've got a big bucky. You in your bucky could take out 15 people. So, so yeah. Do shit driving. But but like I said, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally on the side of the taxi drivers and saying, or the taxi owners, that then punish the person that drives the vehicle and give me my vehicle. Then, then the flip side of it is we had a problem in South Africa, a real name yeah, problem, yeah. called the first generation driver problem. Yes. Because people were there, you know, we had that, it was a few years ago, I don't think yeah. it's the same anymore, but the first person in your family to own a car. Mm. And like, if you've grown up watching your dad drive, then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I have to listen to 702 and swear at people. Yes. Um, and moan. And moan. Yeah. And like, I, my wife's got driver's Tourette's, and then I didn't know where it came from until I drove with her dad. And I was like, oh, okay. I get, <laughs> I get that. Like, fuck yeah. My kids have learned a lot of new words just on this trip to the store. But so you watch your, your parents drive and then you learn from that. Yes. So if you're watching this taxi dude who's driving up a pavement and then doing that thing, then that's kind of, although maybe impounding the vehicles, but how do you stop it? Like I said, the, the, the person that drives cuck must be the person that pays. But I also heard... You, you either arrest them or you throw them in jail or you suspend the driver's license. If I'm a driver... You no, think no, they care if they don't have a driver's no, license? No, for instance, if, if I'm a, a taxi owner yeah. and I say, here, drive my car, and I know you don't have a license, then yeah, by all means, uh, impound my car. But otherwise, why am I being punished? And 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 and, a, and and unfortunately, and unfortunately, the city of Cape Town is very arrogant about it. So there's an impasse, and there'll continue being an impasse, and there'll be violence, and people will continue not being able to get to work. The city of Cape Town is arrogant about everything, I would say. Oh yes, there's also that. <laughs> They've got this "we are always right" thing. Well, about they, them. they're like, look, we have got no potholes, therefore we can do whatever the hell we want, and they they genuinely don't have potholes. It's amazing. I wonder how they do it. They must be vegan. <laughs> People there are thinner because they go to the beach. I don't know. Tell us about Don't Burn Your Sausage. What what was that? Don't Burn Your Sausage. It still is. Yes. Um, so it's uh, when I did um, a reality TV show yes. that I won. Sure. Uh, which I didn't know how to cook when did, I won. Did you sleep with the judge there? Not yet. Um only one of them. Okay. Uh, I didn't sleep with him. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but I became good friends with one of the judges, Pete Goffwood. Yeah. And um, we found we shared a sense of humor. So we decided to do this cooking comedy show. Okay. Internationally, this is true, internationally sold our show because our very, well, not our first show, our second show um, was at the Vintuk Food Festival. Yes, 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 yes. In Namibia. And then the woman was like, yo, guys, you sold out like within an hour. And we were like, yeah, Rolling Stones movement. How many people are there? So we went. That's exactly what happened. So we went and there's this huge marquee, like massive. Yeah. And then there's like a hundred seats in the middle. <laughs> like all this wasted space. <laughs> She's like, oh, they're phoning me and they want tickets and I don't have any space. I'm like, you could have put another. You could have put in another like, 10 tables. But but anyway, so that was our, our first show. So we yeah. internationally sold out. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, and so we've been doing it since then, like yeah. in various ways. And then. We've also got a little tradition where we, we took a bet with a, another comic called Deep Fried Man. Oh, uh, yes, I'm not Deep Fried Man. Uh, when we were in Grahamstown. The singing comic. Yeah, that's yep. the one. Yeah. And so uh, we said whoever sells out first has to do the next show naked. And we sold out first. But now when we do our show naked, we were in Grahamstown in the middle of winter. Oh, shit. In, in this huge auditorium. It was fabulous, but anyway. Were, were you naked? We did it naked. We still, it's our tradition now. If we've got a sellout show, we we wear aprons. I mean, the name of the show is Don't Burn Your Sausage. But is there sausage to burn when you're in such cold temperature? 
I, sh- I don't know. Um, all I know is I definitely want to wash that apron before I use it again. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's since then, every time we sell out, which has been quite a lot, thankfully, because it's a cool show. A, a lot of guys go into comedy and they do what they do, but almost realize that I'm passionate about other things and I'm going to o- almost be as confident about those things as I am about my comedy. Would you say that's what happened with you and comedy and then cooking? So uh, cooking is an interesting thing. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't cook. Oh, shit. Okay. I'd, I'd say I couldn't. I'd never tried. Yes, yes. It was yes. This, this big thing that that was like a mystery to me that yes. you had to be super smart to do. Yeah, that's why Mavis got paid to do it. Mavis? <laughs> oh, my, well, I, thought, I thought her name was Mavis. My bad. Tabs. tabs. Oh, Tabs. My wife. Okay. My wife. Um, and she still gets all, I cooked for you for so many years. Don't you dare tell me how to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but I want MasterChef. Exactly. And I do this on TV. <laughs> So uh, it became something that I'm really passionate about. And the two are quite similar because it's both a creative thing. Mm, mm, so mm. It's, it's fun. I've, I'm officially qualified now. During lockdown, I got a, I worked, went to the HTA cooking school and I qualified as a chef. What is the difference between a chef and just a, a guy that cooks? Uh, a piece of paper. <laughs> so what goes into no, so, training? So like what the first thing they said to us at yeah. the thing, which I thought was very prevalent, was uh, they said is one thing to to cook what you know yes. it's a different thing to know how to cook oh yes so they actually in terms of what they teach you it's the the techniques more than anything else it's not like you sit there and learn millions of recipes like okay. they, they teach yes. you the mother sources and the techniques and how to make different things and and so when you can do that you've got the base and you can build on that okay so basically when you have learned how to do this you could turn anything into a meal well Pretty much. Versus I'm just good at chicken, so I'm going to make chicken again. That's it, yeah. So instead of making chicken, well, I'll still end up doing that, though. But <laughs> <laughs> chicken chicken skin, that's my favorite thing. Oh, I love chicken skin. There's a place near me that sells chicken skin on its own. Oh, wow. That's, that's evil. And it's super expensive. It's like 10 rand a kilo. Yes. So I buy, like, I go there, and as soon as I see it, I buy every single punnet, and then freeze it they sell chicken skins in punnets in punnets jeez and then i do because because uh I, I i'm on that annoying keto diet as yes. you can tell it's working great because i stick to it um and then i do chicken skins on a on a zucchini rack with a little bit of mayonnaise and and oh, whatever wow. and chili sauce yeah that's brilliant you had one job bring us some food if i'd known i would have i should have bought you bacon jam i'm black like you must love chicken <laughs> you must love I, chicken i thought exactly well do you, you joke. I worked on a TV show called The Pure Manati Show back in the day. I, I, know, the I know you knew it. Yes, we yes, we yes. came and saw you in your studio once or twice. Yes. And then, um, like, I always thought it was, you know, there's stereotypes. Yeah. But it was like Monday we did KFC. Like, this is lunch. Tuesday we would go to Nando's. Wednesday, chicken licking. Thursday, Fontana. And then, like, I was like, guys. And then Fridays were special. What did you say, guys? I don't mean to be racist, <laughs> but do you have to have chicken again? No, no. So, so the Fridays we went to, to Bismillah and we got... Uh, we got curried uh, butter chicken. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. And then the one day I was like, guys, can't we just get a pizza or something? And I managed to convince the dudes that we yeah. go to this place and get a pizza. And then as luck would have it, they were the carcass pizza in the world. I mean, you see, Chris, you're full of cock ideas. Back to Nando's. I thought they'd get you chicken pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's your pizza. Yeah, chicken on it. But anyway, luckily I love chicken. Yes, sir. Now, you also love fatherhood. Yes. How have you incorporated your fatherhood journey into your comedy so the thing about comedy yeah. is you talk about like what you know 
And so fatherhood's a massive part of my life. I actually did a full-on show called Who's Your Daddy? Yes. But that wasn't about fatherhood. That was about dealing with a pregnant lady. Okay. And how do you deal with a pregnant lady? You give them chocolate constantly and apologize. Is that it? That's it. There's, no, so it was just like, there was the theme of the show. Yeah. Um, was uh, um, basically when, when you have kids, like everybody just talks about how amazing it is. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I just, I'm so happy. I love it. I love being a dad. I love being a mom. And nobody goes, Jesus, cock, we're struggling. And how do you know someone's a new parent? Because they tell you. Yes. Exactly. Like they want to tell you. And they get upset if, because if, if, I'm that guy. I, I love my own kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hold your baby. Exactly. And I said, do you want to hold him? No. Like, I no. I don't. Why not? What's wrong with you? I've got the flu. And but it smells like a baby. But also that used to that used to freak me out. Everyone wants to hold my kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, can I hold it? I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. I don't, I never got it. Why do you want to hold my kid? Because it, it, like I read books and it freaks them out when when they have new smells and stuff. So um so that that was my thing. Like yeah, why yeah. do you want to hold my? Like, oh, she's just so warm and cute and small and squishy. I'm like, yeah, well, so are my balls. You can hold my balls if you want. You never do. <laughs> And I've got two of those two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One's always a little bit lower down. I don't know why. What's up with that? Like, what, what's going on there? Grab it. Let me cough. Let's see if we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's weird. That thing messes you up. Because for those of you who don't know, when we were at school, like they used to... Yeah, check like if people you, talk about a spoon, but in my school they did did the hand. They did the whole, whole hand thing. Yes, your and school then, was and very then, pedo. Then they were like cough, and then and yeah. I was what like, were they checking though? I don't know, but it's weird. Now every time a lady ever cups me, I cough. It's just a reflex. <laughs> it's a passion killer. <laughs> just got to find someone who's into it. I hope she's never pulled your finger because I'm I'm sure you've carried that out of your childhood too. <laughs> <laughs> Now speaking of kids, there's a there's a sad story out of um, the Eastern Cape. I oh, this is a serious one. Uh, yeah, it's a serious one. A mother of three um, killed her three kids. Um, did did she kill all three? Yes, she poisoned two, stabbed the one, and then she hanged herself. Comedy gold here. And, I've got so many. No, stop it. Keep no, it. stop it. No, but it's like it's a very hectic thing because she said she had no money. Uh, yeah, she had no money, and they were found, as luck would have it, by the loan shark. Yes. The loan shark was coming to collect, and he found them gone. Yeah. But then, a conspiracy theorist would argue that how do we know the loan shark found them gone already? So, the the story goes, from what I gather, um, was that he screamed for help. Yeah. Then the neighbor came running. Okay. He decided not to do anything, and the neighbor found the mom was hanging by her neck. Sure. Um, and then, but it's weird, why? Because there was different methods used. So the two younger ones were poisoned. Were poisoned. They had swollen bellies. Yeah, yeah. And then the teenage one had a knife in her neck and was lying face down in her own blood. Jeez, dude. Um, so I, I think that the... the do you think the loan shark, why would he have killed all of them? He's definitely not getting his money back then. Maybe it was not meant to go that far. If at all, it was a conspiracy at that level. But yeah, so... The point I'd like to make, though, is why is the Eastern Cape still dirt poor the way it is? Why are people still as hungry as they are? Why is it still as un underdeveloped as it is? You know, for, for, for a province that gave us 
probably half of our struggle leaders, it shouldn't be the state that that is in at all. It, I think it all goes down to, to the leadership. Maybe if, maybe if they impounded taxis, I don't know. Um, I don't know. No, because it's, it's, I mean, it's also one of the most corrupt there's also that provinces and shame shamelessly so do you remember when when um what was the, the DA took over at Bebeja yes, yes 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 and then as soon as the ANC got it back mm. they were like alright we're cancelling every tender and we're giving it to our mates without even going let's check it out let's Dude, review how they're doing we couldn't even bury Madiba without all stealing money <clears throat> there's a culture there like and I mean, when I say there, I mean, there's a culture in South Africa of, of not let's do the best we can. It's like, how much is in it for me? Absolutely. I mean, just three weeks ago, um, two Madiba statues were unveiled for what, t- t- three million rand. Three million rand. We don't need any more Madiba statues. Do you know how many flagpoles you could put up in Pretoria for three million rand? That light up. Uh, a third and, of, and can educate you. A third of what? Um, how much? <laughs> <laughs> They can educate you, exactly. You'll be able to see it from like a little way away. Sorry, I've got a frog, frog in, my, in my throat. It's fine. What do you do when you're recording a podcast and then you start having a coughing fit? I'm like, what are you supposed to do? What's, what's the rule of thumb? Isn't there like a cough button? I remember in the, in the old studio, there used to be like a cough button. And I'd push it, but I could never cough. There's a cough button, but if you're coughing constantly, like, oh. what, what, what are you supposed to do? And yeah, I was about to make a terrible joke there. The, the show is yours. Carry on. Yeah. So anyway, so that was the Eastern Cape. We're going to move on now to uh, our predictions for the FPL season coming. Um, who who are you thinking is going to be the top performers uh, in in the various leagues? I say I say FPL because obviously we are here in South Africa. I think uh, Masanda Wana Mamelodi Sundowns obviously going to run away with it again. And what is an FPL? Is it, did I say FPL? Yeah, yeah. That's Fantasy Premier League. What I meant... <laughs> I meant PSL. PSL. Uh, and then... Uh, technically, it's Monday. It's Thursday, but in my head, it's Monday. It's so, actually... So my feels, brain's not working. It feels like a Friday, Monday. Because it's, it's weird. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I, I had a couple of um, R&Rs yesterday. So I'm a bit slow. But I'm yes. like, I've got the whole week to recover. And then I'm like, no, tomorrow's Friday. Then Friday you're gonna have people saying let's have a have a drink again. What's up with that? I think uh, we must protest. The government is not giving us enough time to recover from hangovers. Carry on. I'm enjoying my coffee. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that was the, the my predictions for the PSL. Um, okay, so who's taking it? Sundowns again? Sundowns again, without a doubt. As a Sundowns fan, that uh, it makes me happy. But I'm kind of like because they they've they're the ones with all the money it's a bit like um it's a bit like kissing your sister you still get the goods but it's not as satisfying um i think i i can't see anybody um knocking man city off their perch in in the epl for okay. a little while what with the beast that is up front for them are you a football fan not really not really listen i've got teams that i support but i'm not like a fanatic i'm not going to go out of my way to watch a game i'm not going to stop what i'm doing to watch a game if i stumble upon a match i'll watch it but I'm not going to go to a pub. I'm not going to bet. You're not going to bet? No, I wouldn't bet either. I'm not going to get into a fantasy league. Nothing. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm not that guy. No, it's fine. I'll just carry on talking about him. So uh, it's all it's all looking very good in the EPL. I'm uh, I'm hoping Man United fall to pieces. Uh, and then if perchance there's a chap called Haaland. Have okay. you seen him? 
he looks like a character on Sesame Street. Like literally, if like Sesame is he, Street is he like the 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 lethal striker guy? That's the lethal okay. striker guy. Okay. If, if Sesame Street had to come to life, that was that's what the characters would look like. Okay. Um, but he scores like every game. He's insane. So if he had to get injured, I think uh, maybe Liverpool would win it. So is he like the next big thing? He's a really. Or is Mbappe the next big thing? Uh, Between the two of them, who's going to be? Have you heard like talking about crazy stuff? Yeah. Like the the Saudi league is signing up everyone and paying them an insane amount of money. Yeah, yeah. So like like they signed. Um, What's it called? Sports washing. Well, <laughs> where where you throw money at uh, at sporting events in order to clean up all the other cuck that's happening in your country, I think is what it's called, sports washing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, they'll still kill you if you're caught uh, having sex, uh, gay sex, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like they will in Uganda. <laughs> Thank you very much. Just, just Uganda, Uganda doesn't have, money, have the budget. They don't have the budget to throw at sport washing, but uh, the Saudis. Also, also, they don't have oil, so nobody looks at them with the same scrutiny as the Saudis. Oh yeah, there's also that. In fact, weirdly enough, in uh, in Iraq, the media are now not allowed to use the term homosexual. Is that so? Oh uh, yes, you've been. They've been given a whole new vocab, and the word homosexual is not allowed in Iraqi media. Uh, it's sexual deviant. Sexual deviant is the word now you're meant to use. But they say that like it's a bad thing. What? Sexual deviant. If you were, like, if I was single, if you were single, yeah, and you were in a club and you'd be like, that chick is a sexual deviant. You'd be like, oh, I'm buying her a drink. No. It depends on what she's doing. Well, before I get her the drink, you, like, well, like, what? There's only one way to find out. What about her? Said she's a sexual deviant. Like you knew, you knew her. Because that's uh, like is she blowing smoke rings? Like, like, how do we know already that she's a? Is she blowing smoke rings? That's where your mind went first. <laughs> if she, if she could blow smoke rings, that would be that would be a cool way to signal. You know what I'm saying? You're like you're like a block away or whatever in your car. You're like, ah, there's smoke rings. I'm on my way. Could have just used WhatsApp, but that's cool too. Also, if she's blowing smoke rings, how fast are you going? Well, uh, it's not even about the speed at which you're going. And why do you call it smoke rings? Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this job anymore. (laughs) What is the the old joke was the guy used to call his, his penis 100 bucks. So my wife can blow a hundred bucks anytime she likes. Um, I apologize for the that content. Um, I will. Uh, I, I recuse myself. You want to stand in the corner and think about what you just did? Yeah, I will cancel myself for at least three hours. Yes. So, so you know that you have to say sexual deviant. Uh, yeah, you're not allowed to use the word homosexual anymore in Iraq. At least, not that it's like anything to write home about. They, they, they are not as harsh on the act mm. as it's called as as other nations are but they're saying listen it's sexual de- deviance and we mustn't sugarcoat it so you're not allowed to use the word anymore although sugarcoating it can make it better anyway um i prefer honey or <laughs> or syrup no but can you imagine if if your job because there was a there were people yeah in south africa whose job it was back in the bad old days mm. when we had the what was it called the immorality act oh yes where it was illegal here as well yeah and you weren't, well, never mind uh, homosexuality, you weren't allowed to cross the color line or whatever. Yeah. There were people whose job it was to go and look through windows and want to see if they could catch other people bon- boning. 
And now it's called OnlyFans. And you can <laughs> fucking make money from it. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, like on your CV, uh, worked for the police duties, trying to catch people boning. Yeah, like, because like a peeping freaky, eh? How do you train for that? Like, what, what do you do? These things. So, you're working on some stuff right now. Yes. What are you working on? Where do we catch it? Okay, so the main thing I'm working on, it's it's called the Ultimate Brymaster Live Festival. Yes, sir. So, sort of based on the TV show, but it is not like the TV show. It's a yeah. bry festival. We all love brying. Yes. Um, South Africans love to bry. So, we're going to see the bry masters at work. We've got some of the top guys. We've got um, Pete Goffwood. We've got Benny Masekomeng. We've got... Um, Chef Feike, we've got Moses Malloy, we've got like a lot of people, Sasha Zambetti. She's going to be doing vegan stuff. That's how inclusive I am. I've got vegans at a braai festival. So you're going to be braaiing tofu. Love it. I don't know what she's going to do, but she does vegan stuff. Um, it's at Empress Palace from the 1st to the 3rd of September. Okay. Three, three days, there's uh, demos, there's masterclasses, there's a beer tent, there's a wine route. There is like a uh, expo where you can buy all your latest and greatest in Bry stuff. If I was going to ask, typically what happens at a Bry festival? Because I'm, I'm certain the average person on this planet has never been to a Bry festival. No, there's been one before. Okay. I'm not going to mention it because they're a competition, so screw that. Ah, okay. But uh, it's like... So you're trying to burn them, basically. But <laughs> exactly. And I see them, let them see flames, but not a good way. Yeah. No, so like... Um, like, I would you go there and there's braai products on sale. There's also a lot of great food and drink. Okay, so I don't bring my own braai stand or anything? No, you don't bring your own braai stand, but you May can watch. I? That would be a weird thing to bring. But uh, it's a little bit like taking sand to a beach. Okay. Um, so, um, what does I saying? Oh, so what you'll do, like I always thought, especially mm. before I learned to cook, I thought the one thing I could do was braai. Yeah. And then Pete, I went to Pete's masterclass way back in the day mm. um, and I learned that I couldn't bride all and how much difference it is but the other thing we're doing is we're actually pairing these bride masters with a comedian okay so um, so it's obviously going to be me we've got Jason and Nick Goliath coming as well okay. uh, Richelieu Bonnoir Dave Levinson and then I must just figure out who else is going to be there so are the comedians that are paired with the bride masters there to bride or to do comedy to to sort of, so that the, the inspiration was don't burn your sausage. Ah, oh, yes. So me and Pete did a thing called the, the, for a particular coffee brand, we did the thing called the Coffee Magicians, where we cooked stuff using coffee. Yes. And then at all these festivals, we always got like massive crowds because we were entertaining and engaging or whatever. Yes, and yes. some really, really good chefs whose names I won't mention would sit there sometimes doing a demo for two people. Oh, yes. Um, and, and that the yeah. two was me and my wife. So we got like a private... <laughs> A private show. Yeah. And it was weird because the dude put his heart and soul into it. And we're Shame, like, man. dude, we're your mates. Just show yeah. us what you're doing. There's exactly. nobody else here. Exactly. You don't even need the, the microphone on anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's that. Um, and then, of course, you can do a, a proper workshop where you cook along with okay. the particular chef. So first to the 3rd of September. First to the 3rd of September, Empress Palace. Okay. Tickets at ticketpro.co.za. So it's a Bry Festival. The ultimate Bry Master Live, a festival of all things Bry, yes. Your sounds epic. Yes. It sounds I, epic. I'll, I'll definitely be there for one of the days. Do we get the same thing every day or is it different? So there's different, as I say, so there's uh, the, the chefs are different. They're going to be brying different things, showing you different techniques. Yeah. Uh, cooking different stuff. We've got Crown National. Uh, we'll be there as our, our, they're sponsoring the workshop area. They're going to be... 
there's prizes. Mm. There's, as I say, you can go and check out. There's a there's a lot of different stands where you can see all the latest Bry stuff. We've sure, got sure. all the all the big Bry names, mm. including one called Brying with Wood, which is very important because that's my one. Um, <laughs> you can buy bacon jam. I will be selling bacon jam and chimichurri there. Before we let you go, where do we get your bacon jam? And is it like what does it taste like apart from the bacon part? It's delicious. Um, so it's it's a very difficult flavor to explain. Okay. Because people say, is there bacon in it? I'm like, yeah. So it's, it's bacon with what? What's the jam part of the bacon jam? Uh, so there's, I'll give it to you, there's five ingredients. It's okay. Bacon, onions, tomatoes, balsamic, and sugar. Oh, wow. So it's more of a relish, actually, than a yes, jam. Yes, yes. Um, but it's, a, it's something I tasted at the Namibian Food Festival all those years ago when we were there. Yes. Or Vintukfu, whatever it's called. Um and then I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I've got to make it. And I spent years trying to get it right. And it was only during lockdown when I did my chef's course that I finally perfected it. Where do we buy your bacon jam? Get hold of me on Facebook. Um, or I'm at, uh, I've got a stand at the Bry Festival. Okay. Otherwise, I also have a stand at the local market at Delta Park once a month. The first, first Sunday of every month. Yes, sir. Chris, thank you so much for coming through. Thank, thank you, thank so you for years of consistency, <laughs> and 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 for reinventing yourself all the time, bro. But thank and you too. Thank you for having me. It's so you, good to you see keep you. Keep it coming, and you keep it uh, you keep it brand new all the time, bro. Nice. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate bra dude. Make some noise for Chris Forrest. Yo, hey. can you hear me? You listening to #WAW? What a week. Yeah. 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 Yeah.